This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Everybody doing good? I got a little bit of a cold, so don't be distracted by that, please. If things start flying out or dripping or whatever, just, <laughs> just ignore it. We'll get through it. Uh, my name is Cody. I am the student ministry pastor here. Um, I get to help lead what we call Elevate, our students. And yesterday we uh, had an Elevate excursion, as we call them. We went out bowling and laser tag and all that stuff. And myself and my Elevate intern destroyed our students yeah. in laser tag. <laughs> Oh, man. We just wanted to make sure they knew who was in charge. (laughs) And we have the proof. Not right now, but we have proof of of just how much they got destroyed. But we'll fix them tonight. If you have students, we'll build them back up tonight. We got to tear them down and then build them up, you know? That's what we do around here. I'm just kidding. Um... Mom and Dad are on a vacation. They send their warm greetings to you from Tennessee. They got to um, spend some time with his family, and then they went to Pigeon Forge and did some things, and they're, they're going to go back and, and spend some more time. So they send love with gravy on top <laughs> because that's what you eat down there when Grandma's cooking. Um, But I get the pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, We're going to finish up a series uh, that we've been in since the beginning of the year called Carpe Diem. And today, I'm going to talk to you about seize the power. Seize the power. So if you're taking notes, I hope you're taking notes. I want you to write in your notes, I need to get my hopes up. I need to get my hopes up. Because this idea of power is something that we get from Jesus. We get power, we get authority from him to do greater things than we think we can do. And, and we are going to see this happen. And, and today is a day for something new. Today is a day for, it's, it's anointed for change. And we see this in the year 2020. I see this. I'm believing this, that the year 2020 is this new, it's change, it's different, it's better, it's restoring, not just 2020, but actually this decade. And the goals and the plans that you have, you need to make some more because the ones that you have are going to be accomplished way sooner than you thought they were going to be. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, get your hopes up. I say a lot in Elevate and, and everywhere I go, when you change your thinking, you change your life. When you change your thinking, you change your life. And, and I'm going to do my best to, to inspire you for that. And, and here's the point for today. You have power over your pain. You have power over your pain. We've been in Mark, and in Mark 1, 
uh, verse 21, it starts with this idea of Jesus kind of starting his ministry of healing and power and authority and displaying who he is to his disciples that he just called. And he says, they went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. And while he's teaching in this place, there's this guy in the meeting, and he just yells out and, and is just saying things, what do you want with us, Jesus? And it's this guy that's, that's uh, possessed by a demon. And in verse 24, it says, what do you want with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus says this, be quiet. And I, I don't think he said it like, like, if you've heard me speak before, you know that I like to, you know, imagine what's going on. Like, I don't think it's like, be quiet, like, be cool, man, like, be cool. No, he's like, be quiet. And then he says, come out of him. And, and the impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Verse 27, you need to highlight this, underline this, whatever. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. Like, who is this guy? What, what is going, like, this is exciting. This is something that I can get behind. This is something that, that we, even, he even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. And this is the start of his healing ministry. Right after this, uh, a lot of times when you, you go to the synagogue and, and hear the message, and much like what we do, they go somewhere and they go for lunch. And so right after this, they're going to Peter's house, and, and, and Peter's mother-in-law is supposed to be cooking lunch for them. But we find out that Peter's mother-in-law had a fever, and they get there and like, hey, uh, we're hungry. So Jesus is like, I got this. And so he takes her by the hand, and her fever's gone, and she waits on them. Like, I think that's the most funny thing in the world. Like, we're hungry, you're sick, I can take care of this, be healed, now make me a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? Some theologians think that this is why Peter denied Jesus later three times. You, you'll get it when you're at lunch, if you didn't. And so this happens. So we have this impure spirit coming out, we have... Uh, Peter's mother-in-law being healed, and then after the Sabbath time in the evening, the whole town hears about what's happening, and they bring their sick, and they bring their demon-possessed to Jesus, and he's just healing them one after another after another, and the disciples are seeing this, and they're saying, what is happening? This guy has authority. This guy has power, and over through the, the New Testament, we see Jesus giving us the same authority and the same power. He says, I give you this authority. I give you this power. Now go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I have commanded you. What, what is that everything? It's, it's going out and healing people. It's going out and praying for It's going out and living with authority, living with power that you have something greater than what it is that you're facing right now. And, and that's what he wants us to understand. This is new. This is different. And I've already told you, this is a time for new and different for some in here. One of my favorite stories talking about this idea of power over pain comes in John 5. 
And it says, now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Verse 5, one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Because you see, an angel would come down and stir up the water, and the first one to get into the water would be healed from whatever they were in. And he's saying, sir, I don't have anybody to help me get in when the angel does that. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now, let's think about this for a second. Jesus is walking around. There's a bunch of people around. They're sick. They're blind. All of this stuff. And and he finds this one guy, and he learns that he's been in this condition for 38 years. He's been going through the same thing for 38 years. And he asks him a question, seemingly a dumb question. Do you want to get well? Duh. I just told you my story, bro. Like, I've been in this condition for 38 years. Don't you think I want? But on the surface, it can seem like a dumb question. But if we think about it a little bit, it can be one of the most profound questions. Do you want to get well? Because so often we have people coming to church or you go to the doctor or whatever in your, in your condition without hope. I've, been, I've had this condition for so long. I've, I've been through this pain. I've, I'm going through this can you help me? I'm, I'm here, but I don't think, I don't believe that you can really do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and so we have this idea of, do you want to get well, or are you just showing up to go through the motion? Are you expecting something to happen? Do you want me to do something for you, or, or do you just want to sit here and, and stay stuck? Hopelessness has kept a lot of us from being able to pick up our mat and walk. Hopelessness has kept us from from breaking through on the other side of pain. I'm here to tell you that you have power over your pain. I'm here to tell you that you have something greater. You have authority over whatever it is going on in your life. And, And I'm here to tell you that there's hope. And it's my job today. It's my goal it's, it's my wish to inject hope into you and say that today is the day that you receive your power over your pain. Today is the day that you pick up your mat and you walk, whatever it is. You have your pain. I have my pain. We've all been through some stuff. We have mats that we need to pick up and that we need to walk with. And today is the day that that comes. And I don't want to belittle anything. I'm not going to do any of that and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm going to give some things that that we can do to help break through on the other side of pain. Uh, We can't always help what happens to us. I can't help what happened to me, whatever that might be, but I can always help what happens in me. I can't help what happens to me, but I can help what happens in me. And, And today, 
is the day that things change. You change your thinking, you change your life. So get your hopes up. Power over pain. One of the first things that I want to tell you is pain is rarely the problem. Pain is rarely the problem. It's almost always a symptom. One, one day, I was much younger, and we were, we were doing some sort of uh, furniture shopping. I don't know if it was for a couch or, or whatever. My parents wanted something. And so we were at the furniture store, and then while we were shopping, my mom had, had severe pain. And, and we didn't know what it was, and it was one of the first times that I've ever, ever been into an emergency room, and so we leave the furniture shop, go to the emergency room, and, and we were there, if you've ever been into an ER, it's like, like it, it should move faster than what it does. <laughs> I, I don't know what happens in there, but anyway. And, and she gets in there, and, and they check her out, and, you know, she's in pain, and, and she's, you know, hunched over and just can't really do anything, and you can tell that she's suffering and all of that. And it's like, why can't anybody do anything? Like, we're already admitted into this place. Why can't, like, give her something to take this pain away? But in those situations, the doctors will say, we can't give her anything to numb the pain yet until we find the source of the pain. We, we have to find the source before we can numb the pain because too often we want to numb the pain before we find the source of where the pain's coming from. And so we have to go through that suffering. We have to go through that, that time of why is this happening? What, where is this coming from? What's going on? And we have to work through that a little bit before we can numb. Jesus is not here to just numb your pain. Jesus is here to find the source of your pain and take it on himself. And so pain is rarely the problem. It's almost always a symptom. How do we get out of pain? It's so cliche, but it's cliche because it works. We trust God. In James 1, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. This isn't the testing of your character. Or are you going to do the right thing in the moment? Or any? This is the testing of your faith. Let perseverance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. What's the point? When I am in trouble, the first thing that I need to do is grab onto God. The first place I need to go is, God, I'm in this place, I'm in this trial, I'm in this pain, I know that you're with me, and I know that you're going to get me out of it. I know that I have to go through this thing, I know that you're teaching me something in this moment, but I also know that you're with me and I'm not alone, and so I'm trusting you. Anytime we go through a painful situation, there's always a promise on the other side with God. You know what an idol is? It's anything that we have to check with before we check with God. 
an, an idol? Is anything we have to check with before we check with God? WebMD. <laughs> I got a paper cut. What's going to happen? Probably going to die. Like, everything leads to death on WebMD. I don't know why I'm picking on the healthcare system. I don't mean it like that. We never go through pain with God without a promise on the other side. If it's not good, God's not done. There are some people on our team, on our Elevate team, that we, we, we share our lives together and we share what's God doing and, and all this stuff, and, and they'll just share some crazy things. But then right after they share, it's like, but God's got it. It's like, how, how can you do that? Like, you're going through what? And then you say, what? It doesn't make sense until you're in the situation. It doesn't make sense until I've seen this before. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but this week, I believe, is a do-it-again week. What I mean by that is I've seen God do it before. He's going to do it again. He, he might have done something in your life before. You've seen a glimpse of something in your life before, of healing, of, of breakthrough, of whatever it might be. He's going to do it again. Maybe you haven't seen it in your life yet. Maybe you need to read some testimonies of other people that have been through something. He's done it in their life before. He can do it in my life. This is a do-it-again week. This is a, we have a do-it-again God. It's, I've done this before. Watch me do it again. Believe and don't doubt. Believe and don't doubt. Get your hopes up. I believe that this is the year, if this is for you, this is the year that your family is restored. We've been talking about this, fathers coming back to sons and sons to fathers and daughters. This is the year that your family is restored. This is the year that your trust is restored. This is the year that your, your back is restored. This is the year that your depression is gone. This is the year. This is it. Get your hopes up. This is it. We're not numbing things anymore. We're, we're not just put. One time, I get sores in my mouth sometime, and, and, and normally when that happens, I use mouthwash, and it just burns in the moment. You, anybody ever experience? Like, you just, oh, I hate it so much, but then I love it at the end. And, and somebody, said, somebody said, oh, don't use that. That hurts. Use Orgel. And, and it's just like this numbing stuff. And so I put it on. And yeah, it went away for a minute. But then it came back even worse. And I was like, I should have just listened to myself and used the mouthwash. Have it hurt for a minute. And then let it be good after that. Get your hopes up. Don't use Orgel. Use mouthwash. Not a sponsor. <laughs> there was a study done by a guy named uh, Kurt Richter. He was a professor or a scientist at uh, Johns Hopkins. And, and he did this study on rats. And, and he would put them in like a jar or a bucket or, or something, uh, filled them up halfway with water, and he'd put these rats in there and they would swim. And he was studying how long that they would swim uh, before they went under. And, and he found that, you know, they would swim for a couple minutes. Uh, domestic rats, I don't know why you would want to have a rat as a pet, but 
but he would take these rats, put them in, they would swim for a couple minutes, and then they'd go under, uh, and then he'd keep time of how long they, they would try to, you know, stay above the water. And then he took these um, wild rats that they just caught, they were super aggressive, super fierce, like just wanted to, ah, fight or flight, and, and he would put them in, and they would swim for about 30 seconds and then give up. And then what he found is when he took the, the domesticated rats, he would let them swim, and they would swim around at the top, and then they would go under, and right before he thought they were about to drown or something like that, he would take them out, and he would dry them off, care for them a little bit, give them a little bit of a break, and then he'd put them back in. And what he found is when he did that, when he would take them out right before they thought, this is the end, I'm giving up, I'm, I'm giving in, those rats would swim for days, not giving up. And, and what he found is when, when they had a glimpse of hope, they could survive on hope. And, and it's not about us, oh, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to get through this, I'm going to, no, all we need is hope. And he said, just taking them out for a minute gave them the strength for them to swim for days. It gave them hope. Now, I'm not saying we're much related to rats, but what I am saying is there's always hope. There is always hope. When, when we're walking through pain with God, there is always hope. And, and he's going to be there for us. We're going to think sometimes, oh, this is the, I just got to give up. Or, or maybe you're at a point where you have given up. Today, let me inject hope into you and say he's still there. And he's got a promise for you on the other end. One of my other favorite stories, I know you're all tired of that. When I read a story in the Bible, I say it's my favorite you can't highlight the whole Bible. I mean, you could. It just doesn't mean anything, anything. But David and Goliath, think about this. Some of you are fighting a Goliath situation right now. And, and you know the story when, when David walks in, he's supposed to deliver lunch to his brothers who are at the battlegrounds, and he's just taking care of sheep, and his dad says, take this stuff over to them. And, and he hears Goliath making fun of their God and making fun of their people. And, and, and he says, is anybody going to do anything about this? And, and what happens to the person that defeats this guy? Oh, you mean I get this, this, and I don't got to pay taxes? Okay, let me get some armor on real quick. <laughs> and so he says, I can handle this. I can do this. And Saul, the king, or David says to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Keep in mind, he's a punk kid. Saul replied, you're not able to go against the Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man, and he's been a warrior from his youth. You have no experience. You can't do this. You've never seen this before. And David says, oh, I might not have seen it like this before, but I have some scars, and I have some experience. And he says, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, and I struck it, and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck, struck it, and killed it. 
Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. I've seen it before, not quite like this, but I know what's going to happen on the other side of it. I, I've been through some things before. I can get through this one again. He, he rescued me from this. He can rescue me from that. This might be another level. This might be a, a little bit harder, but I know that he can handle it because my God has power over this pain. My God has power and authority over any situation that I'm going through. I've seen it before. He's going to do it again. I've seen it before. He's going to do it again. I've seen it before. He's going to do it again. It's so true. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Your family is restored. Your trust is restored. Your back is healed. Your depression is gone. The second thing that I want to talk to you about with this idea of power over pain is your pain is not a pet. Your pain is not a pet. We're not here to make it feel comfortable. We're here to develop a culture of wholeness around you. Proverbs 25.20, it says this, Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day, or like vinegar poured on a wound, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. Now, I know that this proverb is talking about somebody like trying to just make you feel happy when you're sad or you're going through something, and they're just trying to, oh, just be happy. Like, oh, just get over it. Or, and, and all you want to do is lay hands on them in the most holy way. <laughs> but, but let's take something from this. It doesn't mean that we let our pain control our lives. Our pain is not a pet. So what do we need to do? We need to be careful what we're listening to. We, we, we might need to sing some songs to ourselves. I, I, I might have told you this before, but I used to have a playlist, and I called it Melancholy. Just because there's some times where I just want to be sad for no reason, and I just don't want you to make me happy. I deleted it like two days ago, so I said, so that I could. <laughs> but one of those songs, anybody Johnny Cash fan? You know Johnny Cash? Come on, work with me. Maybe that's why I got this little thing going. You remember that song, Hurt? This is later Johnny Cash. I hurt myself today <laughs> to see if I still feel. <laughs> I focus on the pain. She said, keep going. She said, keep going, I heard. Like, like, let's not listen to that stuff when we're going through something. You know, like, we're not going to sing songs to our pain. We need to sing songs to our victory. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Come on. I'd keep going, but then TJ would ask me to audition for the worship team, and <laughs> I've already got too much going on. Don't sing songs to your pain when you're going through something. Sing songs to your victory. 
even when you don't feel like it. The, the second line to that song, uh, even in the unbelief, I raise a hallelujah. Even when it doesn't make sense to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read the verses that are supposed to bring joy and encouragement, even when it's just like, I wish that wasn't in there. <laughs> Don't sing songs to your pain. your pain. Your pain is not a pet. We're not here to make it comfortable. We're here to say, you might not want to be here tonight. <laughs> like, you're not going to be welcome here. So how do we get out of pain? We stop ministering to it. We stop ministering to it. I'm not undermining that we're going through something. But I'm saying, let's fight above it. Right before this verse, in verse 19, it says, putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. Like, read the Proverbs sometimes. They are hilarious. Sometimes we need to get away from certain people. Last week, I think it was, we, we had the word front of me and fam of me. You remember that? If you didn't see that one, go on YouTube and watch that. He makes up some crazy words sometimes. <laughs> but who do I like to be around when I'm miserable? Other miserable people. You're miserable, I'm miserable. He's miserable, she's miserable. Let's form a connection group and just be miserable. <laughs> No, that's not, what, that's not the kind of con connectors. We're, our connectors are going to say, you're miserable, but not anymore. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. By the way, if you want to join a connection group, see Jerry and Colleen. They'll be in the lobby. <laughs> Listen, being miserable is common, but it's not normal. Don't make it normal. Sickness is common, but it's not normal. Don't make it normal. Being miserable is common, but it's not normal. And, and so we aren't going to hang with those that feed our misery. We're going to hang with those that confront our misery. And, and so we need to do things. Like, you, you ever feel depressed sometimes? Or, or just maybe you're in that melancholy state, and, and, but you're supposed to go to a party? And you don't want to go to, the, like, that's the last place. Maybe some of you are here right now. You're like, I, I don't want to go to church. I know the sun's out, but it rained yesterday. I just don't want to go. But you're here. Like, that's the place that you need to be the most. Like, it's time to party sometimes. I'm not talking about drinking or anything. Like, don't write me emails. But I'm saying, when, when you're feeling that way, it's time to go to the party. It's time to be around people that are going to lift you up. It's time to, to put yourself in an uncomfortable position so that you can work through this together. That's what a connection group is about. That's what the people around you are for. How about this one? Uh, being broke financially. I've heard a lot of these stories and, and all that. I'm broke. My dad was broke. His dad was broke. His brother was broke. The kids are going to be broke. The goldfish is broke. <laughs> the cat's broke. Here's some advice. Sell the cat 
You'll still be broke, but at least you'll be happy for a minute. <laughs> but when you're, when you're living that way, you don't want to be around somebody that's wealthy. Oh, Fred, how's your week going? Oh, great. My return on investment this week was through the roof. Like, again, I just want to lay hands on you. <laughs> like, that's the last person that we want to be around, right? But who's the first person that we need to be around? Fred. <laughs> because he's going to help us. He's going to lead us. It's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit but he's going to help us and get us to that breakthrough. Don't hang with those that feed your misery. I, I really like this saying, and this is the kind of person and people that, that I want to have in my life. Uh, the kind of person that is a hate me in the now person, but love me in the later. Hate me now, love me later. Like you say something to me and I just want to, but when I think about it and actually do what it is that you're advising me to do, it's like, oh, thank you. You have any of those people in your life? It's, it's called accountability. <laughs> I, I think sometimes we think accountability is, oh, I, I messed up. Let me tell you about it. Now I feel better. And then tomorrow I can mess up again. And, but, I, but I told you about it, so it's okay. Like, that's not accountability. We have to do those things. We have to confess and, and all of that. But let the person that you're telling those things help you. <laughs> Allow them to guide you. Allow them to say things that hurt in the now, but you will love in the later. So be careful what you listen to. Also, be careful what you watch. Yep. Be careful what you watch. Um, if, you're, if you're watching movies or TV shows, and you're just in that angsty state. Like, I like movies where, you know, people get beat up. You, the people that are supposed to get beat up get beat up. Like, I don't want them to get saved. It's a movie. In real life, yes, let's lead them to Jesus, give them salvation and all that stuff. That's what I do. That's my job. But in a movie, no. <laughs> no, no, no. One of my favorite scenes in the Avengers, I think it's the first one. Um, there's this guy named Loki, and, and, and then at the end of the movie, uh, he's in somewhere, they're chasing, they're you know, shooting, blowing things up and whatever. And then the Hulk comes in, and, and the Hulk's about to you know, destroy this guy. Loki's the bad guy, and so we want this guy to be destroyed. And, and Hulk is just crazy. I don't know what side he's on, but... But Hulk is about to, to come and destroy this guy. And, and he says, stop. I am a god. You will bow to me, whatever he says, blah, blah, blah. And, and as he's talking, anybody seen this scene? Uh, the Hulk just grabs him by the legs and goes, poof, 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 poof. I'm like, yes, I don't need to see the rest of the movie. Just replay that over and over. Go home and look it up. Just YouTube, Avengers. Type in puny God, it'll show up. Oh, it's, it's per, like, but that's not what I need to see when I'm angry. You know, like, be careful what I watch. Be careful what you listen to. We watched a movie last weekend called Breakthrough, and it's this story of 
a true story that happened, I think, in Michigan or somewhere up there. A, a kid fell through ice and drowned, and he was out for like 15 minutes underwater and then dead for uh, 45 minutes after that. And, and the mom comes. I'm, I'm going to spoil it for you. I mean, it's a true story. You should have been able to see it by now. But... <laughs> But, but the mom comes in, the doctors did everything they could, and the mom comes in, she says, Holy Spirit, I need my son back, give me my son back, and the heart starts beating, and, and he's good, and then, oh, he's going to be brain dead, and blah, 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 and, and one of my favorite scenes in that movie is they're in the waiting room, and they've been in the hospital for about two or three days, and, and there's people, you know, you go visit, and you say, and, and there's just this chatter of, well, we're paying our respects because he's probably not going to make it. And this mom is hearing this, and she says, give me your attention. We can't talk like that around here. We can't have those negative thoughts around here. So if you're going to have those, you need to leave. And she's like, yeah, get it, mom. (laughs) Megan's like bawling the whole time. I'm like, we know the end. He survives. Like... (laughs) (laughs) be careful what you watch be careful what you listen to because it makes a difference maybe maybe we need to delete some playlists maybe we need to get rid of some TV shows maybe we need to not watch the news for a little bit This is funny. We, we need to make pain so uncomfortable that it can't be in our house. You know, like when you have a friend over and you're ready for them to leave? <laughs> what do we do? Let's make it uncomfortable for them. Hey, you want to help me with the dishes? No, nah, I got to go. I got this thing. Like, or if they don't go, at least you got your dishes done before you went to bed. So either way, it's a win-win. We're not here to make our pain comfortable. We're here to make it uncomfortable. Jesus. Remember that guy? Jesus. I love this story. I did it again. Thank you. Jesus is on the shore. This is after he was uh, resurrected. And, and the guys are back in the boat and they're fishing because they went back to what it was that they came from before Jesus. And, and I don't have time to go into that, but that, Jesus on the shore, he says, hey guys, did you catch anything? Remember the story? And, and Peter replies, we've been fishing all night, but we didn't get anything. And Jesus says, try the other side of the boat. Oh, that's what we were missing. That's what, oh, why didn't we think of that? We, oh, man. But you know, it's like, do you want to get well? Duh, I've been in this place for 38 years. I'm not just here to make friends or See everybody else swimming? Like, but sometimes 
write this one down. Sometimes it doesn't take a new action. It takes a renewed action. You, you don't think that Peter and the boys went on all sides of the boat? They, 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 Thomas was with them. He was probably doubting the whole night. They probably pulled a Jonah and said, here, you go in there, we'll use you as bait. And that didn't work either, so he was right about that one. But you understand, they tried everything. And here's Jesus on the shore saying, try the other side. Oh, it worked, that must be Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You, you've been doing it. You've been praying for it. You've been asking for it. You've been asking for the breakthrough. Maybe Jesus is saying, try one more time. You don't need to try anything new, but just try it again today. Try, try the other side of the boat, even though you've already done it 38 times. Try the other side. Do it again. I told you that. It's a do it again week. One more prayer. One more ask. One more attempt. Don't give up. Always have hope. I, I almost completely switched my notes yesterday because I didn't want to preach this message. Megan said last night, she's like, I've never seen you agonize over a message so much before. And, and the reason is, is because sometimes we can hear a message like this and get offended by it. And, and sometimes, oh, you don't know me. I have nobody to help me. And, and there's things that you've been through that I don't understand, and there's things that I've been through that you might not understand. And so in those situations, it's like that Proverbs 25, 20 guy where it's like, ah, uh, just get over it. Just pick up your mat and walk away. But you understand, in, in these situations, and I, and I pray that you hear my heart on this, when Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. He's saying it with the, the most graceful words in an, with the most empathy. He's saying, pick up your mat and walk. He's saying, I know you've been in this situation for 38 years. I know you think that there's no hope. But I said, pick up your mat and walk. Sometimes when I can say that, you say, oh, who do you think you are? Like, you don't know me. So, if nothing else today, when you walk out of here, be intentional to not be offended when Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. I never, I never understood much about anxiety before until about a year and a half, two years ago. Just going through panic attacks and extreme anxiety and all that stuff. So before that, 
It'd be like, oh, just get over it. I, I probably didn't say it like that, but that's probably the tone that it was received until I went through it. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't know what you don't know until you've been through something. And so I'm not pretending to know your situation. But God knows it. And he's saying, pick up your mat and walk. He says, all authority has been given to me. And I say, be quiet and come out. Be quiet. Pick up your mat and walk. Be quiet and get over it. It's, it's this kind of thing. When, when Joshua was taking over from, from Moses, and this idea of fear comes in, God says, be strong and courageous. He says it three times. Why does he have to say it three times? Our daughter is five years old, and I'm like, why do I have to say this a thousand times for you to understand? But think about this. We've probably been in a situation where we were terrified. Like, I'm not just talking like scared, like petrified. And that's what Joshua is in. And and God is saying, be strong and courageous. Okay. No, 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 no. Be strong and courageous. I heard you. No, no, no. Be strong and courageous. And then you can see it in their face and in their eyes. It's like, they got it. It's like, okay, I'm with you. I know that you're going to be with me. I know that you have a promise on the other side of my pain. And I know that with you I have power over my pain. So don't lose hope. Let today be the day. This is the season for new and different. This is the season for my pain has to go. My culture is different. You're not living with me tonight, pain. You can't get into my bed tonight. You don't even want to. The pillows are a little lumpy and you're just not going to like it. but purpose to not be offended by it when he says it. Why did I have to go through? Why did it take so long? Why, didn't, why aren't you answering me right now? There's a promise on the other side. Because some of you have been through situations and you've gotten through and you've had your breakthrough, and now you've seen how you are able to help so many other people going through a similar thing, trying to get their breakthrough. And we know that he's a do-it-again God, and he will do it again in your life. Would you stand with me? We're going to pray. Get your hopes up, because you have power over your pain. Why don't you just grab a hand, somebody near you, put your hand on a shoulder. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
We love you. Oh, God, give us the courage and the boldness and the strength to know that we have hope. That with you, there's a promise on the other side of our pain. That you have the authority, you have the power. And God, today we are seizing the power. Lord, we thank you and we love you for the breakthroughs that are happening right now. For the breakthroughs that are going to happen on the drive home, at lunch, tonight before bed, this week at work, at school. Lord, we thank you that you're a do-it-again God. We thank you that you are bringing peace and joy and righteousness. And we thank you for the people around us that don't let us just sit in misery, but confront it and help us. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.